Striving for mediocrity in a world of excellence, this is The Chaser Report. It is Wednesday the 22nd of December and as we get closer and closer to Christmas that probably most of us can't go to because we're isolating, uh, Charles Firth, Alex Vulovich and I, Dom Knight, are putting together some of the best uh, clips from the year. It's been a fun mm. week, hasn't it, of prefabricated shit? Look, as the numbers saw, I'm not even sure we're going to make it to the end of the year, Dom. No, we may not. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I, it would be kind of, we've done so much pre-recorded stuff for this summer that if we die, yes. we will live on in podcast form That's for a long time to come. So haunting. Mm. It is. But we've got some good stuff today. This is one of my nominations for Among the Best Items of the Year. It was that time when Nina Ayama, one of our favourite guests, went to Perth and honestly oh, the random yes. weirdness that ensued. There were lollies involved as well. Yes. Lollies and various chemicals and it's it's a wonderful trip. Yes, I think it was a trip. Yes, one of the <laughs> best, uh, certainly one of the best guest interviews of the year. Also, there was a period when Charles went away for two weeks at the beginning of lockdown. Mm. He thought he was going to be spending the time with his kids on holiday, but actually he's, the lockdown began. <sighs> so we got Dan Illich in and, uh, look, we had a chat about the deer incident, which is, I think, one of the news highlights of 2021. <laughs> Remember that? The, the two nude guys startled <laughs> by a deer in the woods. Oh, that's right. Yes. And then also uh, the moment when Dan came to us and asked for ideas for the billboards in New York. And we're very proud to have been involved with one of the year's best pranks globally, mm-hmm. uh, played by Dan from Irrational Fear. And if you haven't subscribed to his podcast, do that now. It all begins after this. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Charles, we've never before had a Western Australian correspondent on the Chaser Report. No, and it's been something that nobody has missed. <laughs> yes, nobody has requested this. However, we do have... One of our regular New South Wales correspondents, Nina Ayama, in WA. Uh, Nina, hello. Hello. I'm not actually, I'm not in WA. I, I'm fresh from WA. So you've uh, been to different. WA this year. I, yeah, I have been to WA this year. I've been in the last week. Does that right. still count? Is that fresh enough? How, how long did you stay in Western Australia? Probably about 12 hours. <laughs> but it was enough for me to experience. That's well, plenty. That's, look, yeah. I think I think going for an actual Western Australian is too much. Yeah. And also, you, Nina, you have an outsider's perspective, which, frankly, I'm looking forward to. What's it like? It's actually pretty nice. It's like a nice like little country town. So I went to Perth to do my comedy festival show. Nina Oyama is doing me right now. Mm-hmm. And um, I pretty much, like, I got on the plane and I forgot to drink water and I just had, like, the biggest headache for the entire plane ride. And it's a five-hour trip. Did you know it's a five-hour trip to Perth? Yeah. But Nina, don't you have that smart water bottle that reminds you to drink? Wasn't that, that a thing that you <laughs> no. I had to ditch it because the Bluetooth wasn't working. Yeah. The one thing. No, but you got the app, don't you? You got the you got an app. Oh, my God, yeah. I forgot about that. Okay. Nina, I, look, I, Nina, you've got to get put the app back on your phone so you 
drink, and you probably need another one to remind you to breathe, maybe, yeah. I'm thinking. The, the other thing is, you know, that headache that you get when you don't drink water, yeah. that actually is a good reminder to drink water. <laughs> but it's hard to just drink water on the plane. Like, I forgot to fill up my drink bottle beforehand because um, I went to the lounge and I got overexcited and I just spent all my time eating food. And so I went to... Because I didn't even go to the lounge. I found a friend at the airport and they, like, let me into the lounge. So I was really excited. But I got on the plane and, like, on the plane, they don't just give you water and you can't fill up your drink bottle. So, like, whenever I would ask for water, the lady would just give me, like, a really tiny cup of water. Oh, okay. And it just wasn't enough. What, what, what airline were you flying? Was it, <laughs> was it I don't want to give it away, but it begins with a V. Ah, right. And you know, this is the other thing is like if you do a trip on this airline to Melbourne, it's like a ninety minute flight and they give you food. But if you do this same airline from Sydney to Perth, which is a five and a half hour flight, no food. No food. No food. So rough. Yeah, the, the, um, you're really slumming it flying around yeah. Australia. What what yeah. I'm really enjoying about this this cross <laughs> that gives a uh, a sense of what's happening in Western Australia is that we haven't yet gotten to Western Australia in the story. <laughs> well, this is what, okay, it's basically my experience of Western Australia. Like, I'm not going to lie, like, the entire time I was there, I was very delirious because I right. hadn't, like, I hadn't had any food or, like, water. And I was just kind of like, I went to my Airbnb and I was like, cool, I'm going to get to sleep. And I, just, like, I went there and it was, like, 2 o'clock p.m. and they were still, like, cleaning the Airbnb. So I couldn't, you know, get, like, sleep or anything. So this is my experience of Perth. It's just wandering around Perth like kind of dehydrated and like un like not like mentally well like you know when you're like you're tired and you're like starving and you're thirsty and like you don't know how to like be a person so I went to the IGA and I was like I'm just gonna get some food and then I'll feel better but my like brain wasn't functioning properly so I just went straight to like the weird artisanal lollies section and I bought like <laughs> $50 worth of, like, peanut brittle and honeycomb <laughs> and these, like, these red frogs, frogs that were, like, dipped in white chocolate. Like, I just bought all these, like, psycho treats. I'm gathering that there's a flaw in this notion of Nina to do a report because when Nina goes to WA, yeah. the, the thing is she's still Nina. <laughs> yeah, <it's all>. yeah. <laughs> We're going to report about Nina from WA. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Same report about Nina. <laughs> But in a different location yeah. with a different backdrop. Okay. So, so, and just, I know you can you can fly away to half. You can fly over the country, but you can't fly away from yourself. I think that's what I'm oh, learning. Isn't that <laughs> it? That's a that's sort of the moral of the tale. But could, Nina, can I just ask? Did you play at the Astor? Is that where you were? Yeah, I was in the Astor Lounge though, and I had two shows back to back, and like I just didn't know how to function, so I decided to drink like three Red Bulls in a row. So, you, so you're dehydrated. So dehydrated <laughs> and yourself. you just had caffeine. Right. So this is a medical emergency, basically. And sugar. Yeah. I, I think I should have had a heart attack, but I did. I told the bar lady, I was like, man, I'm like flying so high right now. I haven't slept. I've like eaten like all just sugar and Red Bulls. And I think I had a Ritalin as well because I was like, I don't know. I've got to focus. Like I was on everything. And she was like, man, you should have seen yesterday we had Thirsty Merkin. <laughs> She's like, you know, you're not even the highest person that's been in this week. So the pro tip is clearly that when travelling cross-country to Perth, mm. the best thing to do is rather than going to Perth, you go to a completely alternative dimension in your head <laughs> and that way you don't have to engage with Western Australia. <laughs> yeah, and also you could just like follow around the band Thirsty Merc because then you'll never be the highest person that's been <laughs> there that week. Idea. It's genius. I must say, Nina, <laughs> you know, like you make um, it sound really rock and roll. 
But it is, it is literally the world's tamest rock and roll story. It's like, and then I drank some Red Bull. You sound like a 12-year-old. Well, I don't have the connections in Perth to, like, warrant crazy stuff. Uh, and I'm not going to bring drugs on a flight. I have done that before, and it was fine. But I was like, you know what, Perth? Perth had yeah. dip it off, um, you know, I'm not. But okay. Nina, what, what was Perth's favourite joke? Was it different from other places you've played? Did they get something else out of your uh, comedy stylings? Um, no, I think I would have. Yeah, don't ask me what happened at either of those <laughs> She can't remember. <laughs> don't ask me. Don't ask me what happened at either of those gigs. I like, honestly, like, it flew. It was like two. It was like 7 p.m. and 8.30 p.m. And it was just like bang, bang. Like it just disappeared from she my brain. She was just riding the peanut brittle, man. Like the <laughs> peanut brittle one. Do you okay. want to know the craziest thing that is after that? So I bought, bought really artisanal shit. Like, you know, when you go to like Harris Farm and there's like all those lollies in the clear containers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was all like And they, they make you feel like you're being healthy because they're from Harris Farm. Yeah, mm. and it's also like it's handmade in fucking... Jerengong or whatever, like it's good. It's like got this <laughs> vibe of like you know, just like a, like a woman, like you know, dipping stuff in a chocolate fountain. Like it's real. I don't know. It has like mm, an energy. Yeah. Um, but like when I was, so I had to fly from Perth to Rockhampton, and it, like on the flight there, I got out one of the little artisanal lolly things, and it was these chocolate dipped red frogs, like red frogs that had been dipped in white chocolate that I probably paid like $15 for. Yeah. And the guy next to me, because I offered it to him because I was like quite rude to not offer your lollies around if he's going to eat a whole lolly thing. And so I offered some to him and he said, oh, I actually like, I know the woman that made this and I actually organized distribution from Adelaide to Perth for her to stock those frogs in the IGA. Isn't that insane? Wow. So you went straight to the dealer. You sat next to the dealer. Yeah, I sat next to the frog dealer. I wish I sat next <laughs> to a different type of dealer, but you know what? Vegas can't be Jesus. But this is the crazy thing. You see, like, I actually invented these frogs. I'm the one who told her, you need to dip frogs in white chocolate. And I was like, that is insane. And so I was like, well, do you want one? And he goes, nah. Like just straight, he was like, "No!" Nah. I was like, "What is?" I was like, "What's in these? Like, is it bad?" Like, he just fully was like, "No way! I'm not eating that stuff." I've I've done a few kind of travel crosses with people in in the past. <laughs> um, I can't say that I've had one which that was so light on details about the place and yet so rich of information about the snacks consumed, which had nothing to do with the place in question. Joven watch. Because there's some things we've got to talk about at the top of the show, Dan. Um, big news from Sydney. The New South Wales Police Commissioner Mick Fuller had an extraordinary story in yesterday's briefing. Unbelievably, we saw two men sunbaking naked on a beach on the south coast. They were startled by a deer, ran into the national park and got lost. Not only did they require assistance from SES and police, to rescue them, they also both received a ticket for $1,000. Dan, this is extraordinary. It is extraordinary, but first of all, they're sunbaking. I'm okay with that nude. That's totally fine. But while you're nude, how do you get startled by a deer so much that you run away into the forest? Surely a nude man is more startling to a deer (laughs) than a deer is to a nude man. And also... I think I'm misunderstanding how exhibitionism works, Dan. Like, if you're surely they they want the deer to watch. They're putting exactly. on a show like, for the deer. This is why they're on a they're on a beach. They're on a on a very public place where people can see them, and as well as fauna. This is they <laughs> they should be charging tickets to go see their willy whackers in yeah, the sun. Fauna 
Hating, perhaps? I'm not sure. This wasn't clear. Yes. Maybe they are also Trump supporters because Trump did say early on in this pandemic that sunlight could possibly, maybe, even cure COVID-19, which we all know is not exactly true. So the rules at the moment are that you're allowed to exercise outdoors in groups of less than 10. Group of less than 10? Tick. Tick. Outdoors? Tick. Tick. Now, sunbaking, not exercising. My question for the commissioner is, if they were actually having sex... Would that count as exercise and thereby would they not get fined? Is the part of the thing they're getting fined for that they weren't exercising? But also, when the deer arrived, they sure as hell fucking started exercising. Didn't yeah. they? they sprinted out of there. That's compliant. Yeah, excuse me, sir. I'm just going to have to stop you from sunbathing there to take your uh, your heart rate. Uh, if your heart rate is higher than a resting BPM, then you're free to go. <laughs> Unfortunately, your heart rate has come back at 75 beats per minute, so I'm afraid that's a $1,000 fine. I just think we need more clarity in these guidelines because what I'm reading is public sex is fine. Yep, that's um, totally don't fine. Take, don't take my word for it, but um, it's exercises outdoors, and just as long as you don't have 11 people who are in your orgy, you're compliant. But being chased off by a deer, uh, couldn't that be some sort of sport? Isn't that like a, some sort of steeplechase yeah. slash decathlon thing? It seems like something that would be in the Winter Olympics. <laughs> yes, indeed. That would, if they were doing it downhill, down a slope it, with the rifles slung around their neck, it would be a biathlon. Yeah. The, look. <laughs> and if the deer got involved, it might be a triathlon. I don't even know how they roll. The problem is, is that they were probably nude. And I reckon if they had some sweatbands in appropriate places with some sporting brands attached, uh, like a nice little Nike sweatband or an Adidas sweatband, then that would clearly be physical education. The good thing is, though, Dan, we've got the first spin-off miniseries of this lockdown. We all want to see a recreation of this story. I want to see <laughs> the body cam footage from the police and the SES. When good sunbaking goes bad. Probably uploaded to Pornhub. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome back, sports fans, to the 2021 Internet Olympics. We're back here again at Stockland Retirement Village where the conditions are just right for our favourite senior citizens division. Watch as they race to successfully connect their Wi-Fi and send an email. Today we have John, Martha and Dennis racing for a free posthumous cremation. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, today they are competing for the Ashes. And they're off! Dennis is showing great form as he moves his face six inches away from the screen and adjusts his glasses. Can he find the Wi-Fi symbol? Dennis is one to watch tonight, excelling in the qualifiers yesterday where he managed to plug his phone charger in. Meanwhile, Martha is not far behind him. Martha has already managed to figure out how the mouse works. You little beauty! John's going in as the underdog for today's match. He's currently tearing it up in the back, adjusting the height setting on his seat. John, we know you love posture, but lumbar support is not going to help your back now. Disaster on the field for Dennis, who was full stream ahead already connected to the correct Wi-Fi router, but it looks like old Dennis has hit a roadblock, or should we say cock block, as he's been hit by a barrage of pop-ups for porn. 
Don't believe them, Dennis. There aren't any hot singles in your area. John looks though he's fallen on a hurdle here, folks. He's stuck looking at an email advertisement for Viagra. Looks like John just can't keep up. Oh, no, it looks like Martha has fallen for a fishing scam. She's writing a check now for a Ugandan prince. Careful, Martha. That's a lot of zeros there. Uh-oh. Martha has just lost a double or nothing on her grandchildren's inheritance. Martha is out for the match. Meanwhile, Dennis is powering on against all odds. The pawn pop-ups just do not stop. Looks like we have a cheating scandal occurring right here, folks. John has just tried to call up his son, but wait. He's accidentally left himself a voicemail. Oh, and it's 6.30 and everyone has fallen asleep. What a riveting match, ladies and gentlemen. Join us next week as we spectate middle-aged mothers racing to share memes to Facebook about drinking wine. We'll have you living, laughing and loving all night long. It's time to welcome back our good friend Dan Illich of the Irrational Fear podcast who co-hosted this very podcast earlier in the year. Hey, Dan. Hi, it's good to be with you. Now, Dan, you've managed to get the rarest thing in the world, money to produce comedy. (laughs) Yeah, well, no one does it anymore. Um, I mean, the ABC has run out of money. That's why they only do three episodes of Question Everything. Uh, And so, you know, that's, um, you know, so I've got to find find money for good jokes somewhere. So I've turned to the Australian people and really harnessed everyone's rage about our own climate inaction to do something good with it. So uh, what I've done is I've started a Indiegogo page called Joke Keeper and what I've done is I've managed to raise a whole bunch of money to make bil- joke billboards all around the world and not just that, other things as well, stunts and other things during the election. But it started off with a billboard dump. Like yeah. I had this, this $12,000 invoice from an outdoor media company in Glasgow and I was like, oh my God, I've got this billboard in Glasgow to poke fun at this Australian government, but I don't have $12,000. How am I going to get it? I'll put it a Kickstarter together or an Indiegogo together and um, and I put it up online on Monday, um, last Monday, last week and it was at 6.30, I hit go, I hit send it to all the people that listen to A Rational Fear, my podcast and within two hours I had $12,000. People were like, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely pay you to make fun of the Australian government's lack of, lack of action on climate at Glasgow. So now we've got a billboard with three bits of artwork on it for... The, for the climate talks in Glasgow, which is amazing. But not only that, I now have got $136,462 uh, from 1,695 backers who want to see more billboards and more ridiculing of this government's lack of action on climate change. So, um, Dom... I, I never thought I would ever become a media buyer in country Australia, but that's exactly what I've done. I've, I've started looking at marginal and regional electorates all around Australia, looking for the pressure points for this election to try and plonk a billboard. I've so far built... Oh, let me bring up my spreadsheet. I've got... This is how... This is the problem. Like, I need a spreadsheet to keep track, a billboard tracker to keep track of all these billboards that I'm buying. This is amazing. So you've you've hit a, a financial... Um, gold mine but what you now need is ideas for the billboards and that's that's where we can come in because if there's one thing we have at the chaser it's lots of ideas and not necessarily money to put them into action which is why we've assembled our team to brainstorm ideas for Dan's billboards. We yes, have- I, I, you know, I'm out of ideas. I've only got three and I'm using them up already. So hit me with your best ideas. We've assembled the team. We've got Lachlan, Gabby, Xander and Alex. So all say hello at the same time in an awkward way, please. We're like the shit Avengers. Okay, okay, okay. All right, Dan, I have an idea for a billboard for you, right? 
Now, we think of every the big figures involved in climate, right? Scott Morrison, Gina Reinhart, Rupert Murdoch. Uh-huh, yeah. We need to put them in all their glory on a billboard together, naked in a hot tub. <laughs> the hot tub on fire, right? And it says climate action is sexier than this. What's the budget to do that for real? <laughs> well, you know, Gina, Gina, Scott and Rupert are due for a hot tub next week. So we just need to find a paparazzi to take a picture of them. <laughs> and a flamethrower. And that's all we need. Uh, I thought you've got to really pitch on what people know about Australia, which is really just Chris Hemsworth and Croc Dundee. So you could do a fake movie poster billboard that says Croc Dundee 4. That's not climate denial. This is climate denial. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. I reckon there should just be, if we're going to target Scott specifically, there should just be a black and white billboard, like white background, black text that just says Jenny says it was fine. (laughs) Jenny, Jenny and the girls want net zero by 2030. That's excellent. I think we're getting a bit too imaginative. Like, I don't think it's actually possible for Australia to meet its climate targets. We need to be offering something a bit more believable, something that we can do as Australians. So we'll be like, hey, everyone else meet the target goals and we'll take Mel Gibson back. Bargain. And then just a picture of him on the plane. I don't know. Yeah. So while we've been recording, Dom, I've just got approval for two billboards that are going to go up October 25th. One in Armidale, which is uh, Barnaby Joyce's electorate, and one in Kooyong, which is Josh Frydenberg's electorate. Now, when they told me that these billboards were not allowed to be political because they're on government land, I had to really tinker with the message. I promised them they were just about climate change. Uh, so one said... Uh, Australia, net zero by 2300. It has a picture of a kangaroo with flames on it, which is great. So that's very funny. And the other one in Kooyong uh, has a, an illustration of a man at a standing desk who kind of looks a little like Josh Frydenberg. And it says, hey, big space, comma, it's time to buy a standing desk because you're about to lose your seat. <laughs> so so uh, if anyone listening to this sees that billboard, which is on Barker's Road in Hawthorne, I need someone with a spray can to go and spray Josh on the billboard. <laughs> so, don't, d- Dan, Dan, don't you mean wouldn't it be a shame if... Oh, sorry. Wouldn't it be a shame... Uh, so wouldn't it be a shame if someone with a spray can could go spray Josh on the billboard? Oh, no, then it'd be political. <laughs> then it'd be political. I mean, I'm not going to do it. I live in Sydney. There's no way I'm going to melt. The graffiti is disgusting. <laughs> well, that was some genuine best of. I'm starting to think that this has been quite a good year it's, for us. It actually makes you feel so much better about lockdown. Like, I'm looking forward to the next one because most of this stuff was recorded in lockdown. Yeah. And if we're, if we're this good in the next lockdown, that's going to mm. be a great year. I reckon we can top it. Uh, just as Omicron is a more evolved variant, we can be the Omicron of like lockdown podcasts. Our numbers soar when lockdown happens. <laughs> it's when true. people have nothing else to do in the world. You know, the podcast of last resort. They turn to us. So, you know, from a business strategy perspective, here's to Omicron. Our gears from, from Rode Microphones. We're part of the ACAST Creator Network. And our variant of choice is Omicron. <laughs> Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. 
Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.